Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Comic Con Radio. Coverage of pop culture events from around the globe. Amazing interviews with celebrities. Daily recaps and reviews of popular television. Movie reviews. Everything fandom from around the globe. Comic Con Radio. Get ready to enter our universe. Let's go. This is Film Center. Your number one show for real entertainment industry news. No fluff, all facts. Now, here are your anchors, Derek Johnson II and Nicholas Killian. Hello, everyone. This is Film Center. My name is Nicholas Killian. I'm Derek Johnson II. And this is your number one place for studio news. What are we talking about today, Derek? Today, we are talking about how the Oscars can be affected by the current WGA and SJGA strike. Yes. So I had an idea, right? Mm. So we've already done shows on the WGA, right? Mm. Strike. And the SAG after strike. Yes. So I thought the only way forward was to think like, okay, well, what would a Oscars look like without, with the WGA and SAG after strikes? So, you know... They are the actors make up the largest portion of the Academy of Motion Pictures, uh, right. Arts and Sciences. Something that's quite interesting is that so you know, it's planned to be March tenth of next year, two thousand twenty-four. Although all dates are current are always tentative. Right? right. However, if it's being planned for March of next year, the voting and stuff it starts in November. Right. right. So. You know, obviously, if the strike goes that long, it's going to be affected. Right. And the thing is, is with the writers and the actors striking, with the writers striking, I mean, there's no witty responses. There's no monologues. There's no, there's, there's no nothing. I mean, I mean, we might benefit from that. The Oscars not having giant monologues. I mean, let's be real here. The Oscars have tanking ratings. The last time they had good ratings, there had to be physical violence. (laughs) right like let's be real oscars are really not saying that you know oscars are are bad awards but the award show itself i mean they've been cutting who they show get receive an award more and more every year right right they've been cutting who they show receiving awards outside of just the best actor best director that kind of stuff and i think that it's a you know, tail to the signs. There, a couple of years ago, there was the hashtag Oscars are so white, right? Um, right. So, and even beyond that, there are just people in general who just aren't into the Oscars like it used to be. Well, yeah, and that, yeah. And the thing is, is that I have a teacher who is a makeup artist, and he said they don't even show any of that portion of the Oscars, right? Right. Because the Oscars is already like three hours long. Right. What they already show and cut down, it's already three hours long. And what's crazy is that they have all this stuff and they believe that they think they need a monologue. I mean, it is an award show, so it doesn't need to be entertaining, especially for the entertainment. You know, these are entertainment awards, so you think that these people know what they're doing. However, it's like because it is still the nature of the show, you have to call out names 
and you have to have people go up there and give those names and they have to give a speech about, you know, this, this, and that. There are many famous Oscar moments, right? You love me. You really, really love me. And then, you know, famously Marlon Brando giving up his spot to, to talk to a Native American woman who was then booed by the Oscars crowd and then beat up backstage. And that's, that's wild. Yeah, yeah. So... I mean, you would think if they have the best writers and actors that the Oscars every year would be an amazing performance. That's the crazy part. I don't think that people who put on the Oscars must be those same people, I guess. And even if they aren't, it's like, you don't want to ask those guys for a little help or something? Right. I I mean, why why wouldn't you use all of your assets to the best of their ability? Right. But kind of getting back on track here, SAG is a huge the members of SAG are a huge part of the Oscars the membership. All right. Mm-hmm. They have the largest membership there having over having over a thousand members be part of that ten thousand member group. Right. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts, they have about just over ten thousand members. The SAG makes up most of it. So if they strike, you're gonna have some people who A aren't gonna vote and B might not even show up. Although it's like if I'm in the SAG strike, can I receive an award from the Academy? Like, am I even allowed to do that? You know, because they are having these interesting rules where, like, I was at San Diego Comic-Con. This recording is done on the 25th, excuse me, 26th of July. San Diego Comic-Con was this previous weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Film Center was there. Right. Uh, we saw and talked to different celebrities. Right. They were just like, oh, we're here just supporting our fans. Like, we, they could not reference any past movies they've been in. Even though those movies are already greenlit and done by SAG, they don't want any attention towards the producers or anything they might have done, right? So, it's weird. Are they allowed to join it? Where's the line? And if they can't, then how does this affect voting? Right. And there's a surprising amount of films that are still going on that are on SAG waivers. Right. But like I said, though, the cost of last year's SAG, the cost of last year's Oscars in 2022, according to News Nation Now, was around $40 million to produce, given everything that includes, you know, the live show, red carpet, everything like that, right? The Oscars generated a lot of revenue for the Academy of Motion Picture and Scientists, which is reported to be around $137 million in total revenue related to activities in the fiscal year of 2022. This was increased by nearly $20 million from 2021, which the revenue was $117 million, and that was according to the The Hollywood Reporter. Okay. So... I mean, and then the city of Los Angeles is estimated to lose over $200 million in total projected revenue as according to tourism, hotels, restaurants, shopping. And this number is correlated and backed by a CNN article from 2008 that estimated that the Oscars bring around $130 million in total tourism revenue for the city. There's a lot of people who fly internationally Mm -hmm. to be a part of the Oscars, to view the Oscars. So if people don't, 
So for people who don't know how the whole Oscars spiel goes, in modern times. In modern it, times. It used to be a little bit different, but in modern times, you now have people, certain people who vote for the Oscars, and they go on campaigns, right? Campaigns to get for people to vote for campaigns. your consideration. That's why you see all those billboards. That's why you see all those ads. Oh, for your consideration, because they're trying to get votes for you to vote for them for best. It is also said that sometimes people just buy them. Right, they know the specific voters, yes. and some people just purchase them. That has not been confirmed to be at any. It has not been confirmed that any one movie has done this, but it is a bit of a, a, a local rumor that is quite popular. But as far as the actual current calendar goes, so the general entry category submission deadline is Wednesday, November fifteenth, and once again we're recording this in on July twenty twenty six. The Governor's Awards is at Saturday, Saturday, November 18th. Preliminary voting begins Thursday, December 18th. That voting, the preliminary voting then ends the 21st of December. The Oscars shortlist announcement is on Thursday, December 21st as well. The eligibility period ends Sunday, the 31st of December. Then the nomination voting begins. Okay, this is when all the, the stuff starts heating up. Right, because everything, all the categories are have been finalized. J- January eleventh, Thursday is when the voting begins at nine a.m. It's very specific. By five p.m. on Tuesday, January sixteenth, the voting ends for for Oscars. The nomination right. ends. Right. They only have really five days to do this. Then the Oscars nominations announcement comes out on the twenty third. Now. This seems like it's far away, but you can tell in January there are three big hits here already, right? Right. Beginning voting, ending voting, and then nominations, right? Basically happens in a couple weeks. The Oscar nominees luncheon happens on uh, Monday, February 12th. For those who don't know, they do have a luncheon for those nominees. Right. Um, Final voting begins. And it says final voting, as in everyone's voted for the nominations. Now who's going to win? Right. Right. That is on Thursday, February 22nd, as of now. Then the Scientific and Technical Awards will be on Friday, February 23rd. Finals of voting ends Tuesday, February 27th. And the 96th Oscar will be on Sunday, March 10th of 2024. This is according to Variety. Now, one thing that I always think is very interesting is that they don't ever put the HPA Awards on here, which is basically a, a post-award. Right. But, but this is according to Variety. This is the current schedule. Well, also what they don't tell you is all this costs money to do. Right. Right? So Oscar nomination voting is conducted online. And the platform and validation costs around $400,000, which could be wasted if the ceremony is canceled. Right. Right. And those who don't know how some of this voting happens. So I myself used to vote for the Spirit Awards and other film awards as well usually how that happens is that they will either send you dvds or links online links online are more popular in the modern day but whether you see a dvd or links online they have a watermark on it right so that way you can't cancel you know you can't steal it or something like that and it's usually in the somewhere in the lower third but it's for your consideration right when you're watching it online, it usually has like your username mm-hmm. on the watermark. When they send you the DVD, it just has, you know, for your consideration on the watermark, or it'll say something. So then after you have watched it or online or in person, then you go and make your vote. 
these five days from that January 11th to January 16th, that is a lot of movies that you have to watch. As someone who's done it himself and has done the voting process, it's actually a lot. So you're talking about tons of people who, to be fair, would love not to do a lot of work. Yeah, exactly. But the the next thing that you have to think about is the potential broadcast loss in revenue, right? Right. So Forbes is basically saying ABC could potentially lose $20 million in ad revenue for the Oscars broadcast based on ratings drops from previous strike-impacted awards, right? That's what's predicted and that's what's speculated. And it seems to be reasonable as a Forbes article from 2020 reported that ABC charged $2.4 million for a 30-second ad spot during an Oscars broadcast. Assuming that there are about 50 minutes of ads during the three-hour show, that would amount to $240 million in total ad revenue, a 10% drop in ratings, which could result in a 10% drop in ad revenue, which would be about $24 million. Right. Now, there are a lot of... Variety released a article about people they predict will be nominated or, or nominated favorites i should say i'm not going to go through this whole list if you want to see it go to variety.com slash list for slash 2024 dash oscar predictions there's film editing here there's makeup hairstyling and stuff like that the only one i will talk about is animated feature elemental pneumonia spider-man across the spider-verse the super mario brothers movie and wish the reason why I bring these up specifically is because they've come out more recently. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that if they do get nominated, the people who worked on these movies are going to be like, oh, no, we don't accept. We don't care. We're not going to be campaigning. Right. We don't this. accept this nomination. Right. We- so uh, since they came out so recently, some of them during the time of the strike, well, they're not going to campaign for it. And they don't get campaigned. If they don't campaign, they are not going to win obviously right because for your consideration campaigns are basically just money spending sprees for the hollywood press to vote for them right but somebody has to win so i don't know will this mean that it'll be done on merit this time i have no idea well the crazy part is is you would think that the hollywood foreign press it's like it's like a protected list so that you can't individually bribe each member of the Hollywood foreign press. And you'd be surprised to know that that's exactly what happens. They mm-hmm. target the members of the Hollywood foreign press and basically bribe them. That's where the four year consideration campaign comes from, which is literally just a legal way to give all the members of the Hollywood foreign press whatever they want in exchange to vote for whatever project they have. Yes. Exactly. It's, 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 it's a whole system. Surprise, surprise, after 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. But yeah, I, I mean, and you think about it like this. You have to not only think about the writers and actors, but you also have to have to think about like the stylists and the crew and everybody that mm-hmm. is involved with this because they might be the pinnacle, but there's a whole support team that comes around them. And the stylists for the top nominees, they earn between 10 thousand and fifty thousand dollars per client with with that being said that would be completely eliminated with no writers and no actors that means no one's there is no hair to make up right because you're not going to hire the actors without a script and so with no script 
and no actor, there's no hiring the makeup artist. There's no hiring the rest of the crew at all. Right, and that's according to the L.A. magazine. And the thing after that is the Academy's PR agency bills would be over $150,000 annually for the Oscar campaign monitoring and enforcement. Those fees would no longer be needed if this was, would be the case. Now, I think that this is a perfect time for people who see problems with certain ways the Academy is run. Not that I or this podcast is naming any specific issues of the Academy. Right. However, if someone inside the Academy has some sort of grievances, like again, we said there was the hashtag, you know, Oscars are so white, the ratings have been dropping a lot and, and kind of flopping, which is which is crazy because this is entertainment, right? It's right. The biggest supposed to be the biggest thing it only seems to be when something crazy happens at these award shows that anyone even cares yeah that that but that's the only way that things ever get any attention right it's the only way anything really ever gets done is when it's shoved in your face that's why I, you know that's what i'm saying i think they i think a lot of people if this strike continues on like i said all this stuff starts in november we just listed the schedule right, right. And a lot of people in the industry know December and January are basically dead for production. There is no production happening during those times. Right, people uh, don't want to work during that. Right. High key, they don't want to work mostly during November either. <laughs> you know, if, if you're doing a project in November, it might either be a reshoot or, like, something on the tail end is happening. And by production, I mean I'm also including a little bit of pre-production here as well. Like, you're not about to go into... Like you're 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 not about to start production in November. That's no, not happening. No, nobody's going to do that. And then, so I mean, we're sitting here talking about what the broadcasts and all these other people's can could lose, but the Academy could lose. It's estimated to be a hundred million dollars in advertising and sponsorship. Also, if the if the broadcast is canceled, right? If that happens, I'm going to try to check out the price of the Academy Museum entrance. <laughs> And what we're not talking about is networks like ABC pay around $100 million for the rights to air the Oscar telecast. Because it's a, it's a show, just like anything else. Right. And, and a show that has ads, so of course they want to show it. Right. What ABC could potentially do if the strike lasts long enough is they could sue the Academy for damages if the show is canceled, because remember, they, they've already, the contract already been signed. Yeah, the contract has already been signed. So that's what's speculated, and it seems to be accurate, accurate as a Variety article from 2016 reported that ABC pays about $75 million a year to broadcast the Oscars until 2028. And the craziest part is if they, if they end up suing and there's bad blood there, any other network would love to come in and try to sweep it. Right. Adjusting for inflation, that would be about $90 million a year in 2023. However, it is unclear whether ABC has a contractual clause that allows them to sue the Academy for damages if the show was canceled due to unforeseen circumstances like the WGA and SAG after striking. The only people who know that is the studios themselves. Right, and then Oscar campaigns by movie studios, it's estimated, cover over $300 million per award season in marketing events and lobbying efforts. These investments would see 
little return. And that's what the estimated number is. And it seems credible as a Los Angeles Times article from 2019 cited a similar figure for Oscar campaign spending by studios. The article is noted that Oscar campaigns can boost box office performance, DVD sales, streaming deals, and prestige for films and their filmmakers. I mean, Without- they're one of the, one of the greatest adver- a- advertisements. I mean, because if I see a movie, oh, sorry, take me out of it. If anyone sees a movie and let's just say it's some action flick to star in Liam Neeson, okay? They're like, all right, cool. Another Liam Neeson like, action movie. But if you hear, oh, it's nominated for Best Picture, this movie must be good. Right. 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 And the thing is, is without the Oscars, all these benefits would be diminished or lost. And I I think another thing we're not talking about, and you and I both know this, is that the Oscars is just one big giant advertisement. Right. That's what it is. Everything that those actors wear on the red carpet is just an advertisement and it's borrowed for that night. There's a lot of, I mean, this happens every time that you'll have some reporter stereotypically female usually who asks the question oh what are you wearing exactly or who are you wearing they're not doing that because they care what they wear they're doing that because it's like gianni versace you know gave me this dress and tiffany diamonds gave me this necklace they're not doing it because they care about what they're wearing they're doing it because it's advertising the company for whatever it is that they're wearing right i mean And then you have to think about the red carpet fashion houses. They may lose, it's estimated that they're going to lose over $50 million worth of publicity, publicity and exposure they bank from the Oscar attendees wearing their dresses and jewelry. I mean, it seems feasible as Business Insider article from 2019 reported that red carpet fashion generates millions of dollars in media value for brands. I mean, you know what's crazy is that like what people don't understand is that the red carpets that you see on TV is a very minuscule amount of red carpets that happen in actuality. The red carpets most people are familiar with, that's not even half of them. There's tons of other red carpets that are exclusive events that happen just here in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. or just in Atlanta or just in Toronto or, you know, where they are, where these are places that a lot of film and entertainment industry people work, right? So these red carpets are really more for them because if one rich person says they have it, they might convince another one. Right. Well, and then also the thing is, is the number one thing that people realize whenever they come to Los Angeles, I'm sure you got it and understood it when, and so did I when you move here, is that where are the Oscars held, right? Right. Hollywood Boulevard. Right. It's literally just, it's literally just Hollywood Boulevard and they just dress it up to be something else. Right. They shut down the street. It's actually really crazy to watch the transformation right and it takes about like two weeks oh it's a huge huge thing i mean you know everything in hollywood's fake (laughs) right (laughs) and you sit there and the crazy part is is the security is ridiculous top-notch security you have celebrities that tom like one year tom hanks went to the oscars and he forgot his driver's license right right and he was going through and they were like can i see your driver's license and they were like i'm tom hanks like right. you, you know, know who i am you know who i am right. but it's like listen 
I know who you are. We all know who you are. But we have to. It's it's policy. It's the rules. Yeah. I need a passport or your driver's license stating that you're Tom Hanks. I understand how that ridiculous how is. ridiculous this is. But that's just the policy because yeah. because we can't make an exception for you, or else we'd have to make an exception for everybody. God, imagine imagine going to the DMV one day off of work and you're just like sitting next to Tom Hanks <laughs> who has to get his driver's license renewed. Great. Because, I mean, you couldn't send an assistant to do that. No, you had to go either physically or you can do some of the things online nowadays. I mean, I'm I'm assuming they have some system where they don't make Tom Hanks walk into the DMV. I mean, they do it for the Oscars. They probably do do it for the DMV. It's just it's like a shutdown. You shut down the DMV for the day or something like I remember back in the day, like Rihanna shut down the store so she could shop in peace. Yeah. Yeah, there's this famous cases of many celebrities doing that. Michael Jackson buying an entire mall for a day just so, and having hired actors pretend to be like regular people just so he could go around and feel normal again. Right, rent out a supermarket so that he could feel like he's just a regular person just buying groceries, even though everybody's paid actors. Yeah, and it's 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 wild that those kinds of transformations have to happen for us to even have the Oscars. And I really think that that is also another loss of revenue. There's a lot of small-time people who get paid from the Oscars. Talking about waiters and chefs and security and the construction workers who do that. All this stuff. I mean, potentially they have a higher chance of getting paid than the rest of these people who are going to lose their money because the Oscars are going to happen regardless of of anything, right? Although they're going to obviously try to want to move it. Right. And then you have to think of the un- unemployment, right? right? If the if the strike continues to happen, unemployment could spike in Los Angeles in the entertainment sector. And if long-term strikes halt film production and other industries, that's, that's what it's projected, right? As a CNN article from 2008 exp- estimated that the Writers Guild of America strike caused a loss of over 37... 30- 37,000 jobs in the entertainment industry and the related sectors. And a similar larger impact could be expected from the strike involving more than 60,000 film and TV crew members. Right. So, you know, you have this huge loss of money, you have this huge loss of jobs, and the, I mean, the the producers are still holding out. I mean, they think that this strike might, you know, not go as long as, as it will. But if actors like The Rock has supposedly donated yeah. a whole bunch of money to SAG, they haven't given a specific number yet. But yeah, apparently, all, the, it's, all they say is it's a seven-figure donation. Mm-hmm, some sort of seven-figure donation to SAG to keep the strike going. I haven't heard of such a donation on the writer's side. I will say this. I don't think the writer's Make war enough. chest is as big as the actor's one. It's just not. But... There are some people who could, you know, I mean, the WGA and SAG are very close on this. There's a possibility that they could share some funds. Right. Well, I mean, but The Rock makes like, what, a billion dollars a year? So yeah, something crazy. So, I mean, it's probably a, a drop in the bucket for him. Yeah, but he's not, I don't think he's WGA, actually. He might be. I'm not actually sure. No, I think he's SAG. Yeah, but sometimes if you're big enough and you have like a couple credits, they'll just give it to you. 
Right. <laughs> it's not right. if Dwayne The Rock Johnson wants to be in the WGA, I'm sure that he can call up somebody and be within the WGA within like a month. Right. Of course. Right. So, you know. But also at the same time, you could sit here and say, yeah, you know, it's a drop in the bucket for The Rock. But then you could also say, well, where's your donation? If, right. You know, if a seven figure amount is just a drop in the bucket for him, then where's the drop in the bucket for everybody else? Right. Not only that, I think it's it was kind of interesting to see that, oh, this is a big deal. I'm like, oh, well, then how are they, you know, is no one else doing this who really supports the, the strike? I have no idea. It, it seems a little odd. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it seems a little odd. It seems like he's trying to get brownie points for the future. Yeah, yeah, good brownie points. So I heard a surprising statistic is that the statuettes that are made for the Oscars are valued at over $300,000. Well, they, 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 $300,000? Really? That's crazy. I've held, I've held one of those things before. Is it, is it manufactured at, at somewhere near that value? No, not at all. So people are saying that the funds would be wasted given that happening. But I'm, actually, that's not true. As a Parade article from 2023 reported that each gold-plated Oscar statuette costs around $400 and weighs 8.5 pounds. So assuming that there are two... That is surprisingly cheap for the Oscars. Right. So it's supposed to be like a gold statue I'm supposed to get, and it only costs... It only there, costs four hundred dollars. A regular necklace costs. There are regular necklaces. There are shades out there that cost more than that. Right. I think Ray Bans cost more than that. Yeah. But so if say you figure two hundred nominees, I mean that's like eighty thousand dollars worth of statues. Right. Even if the war, however, even if the awards were not giving out at the ceremony, they could still be delivered to the winners. Yeah. You know, pay for shipping by by other means, but. They might be worth to other people total $300,000. So how long do you think that these, like, okay, so let's say the strike is still going on. They're obviously going to boycott the Oscars if the WGA and SAG members aren't going to be attending, right? You think they're going to just run it anyway? Let's say apocalyptic situation, the all the big-time actors like Tom Cruise and The Rock and just a whole bunch of other big actors just start donating money to the to sag and quentin tarantino and aaron sorkin start donating a whole bunch of money to the wga and they're able to last the winter quote unquote and they start running into like i mean once you hit january and you guys aren't doing what you're supposed to do, i mean you heard earlier right those it happens in january all this like important nominations right right so what happens what does it look like when they're not there in January, are they going to do a rush? You think to try to get done? Are they going to try to push it back till the summer? Because that's not going to work. Because people are going to be trying to work during that. They're not really going to be focusing on Oscars and stuff like that. We've already seen that the studios are heartless, right? We've mm-hmm. already seen that they are like, we're going to starve you out, right? right? What I think is going to happen is going to happen the way of the WWE. So if you noticed during the pandemic. The WWE still had events, right? Mm-hmm. But they had, it was almost like you could, it was 
like Zoom or you there'd be like statues there or something like that. So you that. think they would do something online for the Oscars? Something that's that's online. Well, the whole thing. But the thing was, is the wrestlers were playing to nobody. They were they were playing yeah. to nobody. Yeah. So you think they might do the award ceremony to nobody? They would. They could possibly do the awards show to basically nobody. Still have it on a reduced size, mm. and then send out the statues or send out the awards via that. I think that they're going to try and save as much money as they because they want the money. We've already talked about how much money is is made through this. It's hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. Right. So I don't think they're going to pass that up, especially now with the strikes. Right. Because they're losing so much now. They're losing so much now. We've already talked it. We've talked at length. And it's going to be crazy for them to say, oh, we're going to give it to this person who's actively striking against us and, and doesn't like us. It's going to be very interesting to see, like, are they going to do the people that are actually deserving of the category? Or are they going to like, well, this person is striking against us, so we're not going to do that. But then everybody's striking against you. So right. who are you going to nominate? Just the editors. Just <laughs> just, just, just the, the editors and, and air makeup. You know what would be crazy if they did... The stuntmen finally getting an Oscar that in right. a new category. You have you have IATSE, which is basically all of the support staff of the entertainment industry. Key grips and all what that. What if what if they did an Oscar and they spend it to the fact that it's like all oh, these greedy actors and writers, we're going to put on a support Oscars. That's what a great if, play. What if they, they would did do something that? like that? They would do something like that. That, like, is a, that is actually genius. Like for them to say, oh, because these guys are being greedy and dumb, we're going to start in light on people who really need it. Because the crazy part is, if I'm a key, I've been a key grip on some feature films before. If I was a key grip and I learned that I'm getting an Oscar for being a key grip, bro, I'm going to show up. The IATSE is not striking. No. IATSE is not striking. IATSE I'm going to show not. up for that Oscar. I ain't going to lie. For key gripping? Are you serious? I'm going to do it. I don't, even know would, how, that, I don't even know how they would measure that, but that would be that crazy. That would be a genius move, though. Even though, but the crazy part is, is people would know what the studios are doing, but the marketing would be, and the way they would angle it, that They'd would be, be heroes. A, that'd be a genius be heroes. move. Heroes. People would view them as, oh, I guess they're not that bad. Cause they're like, and the crazy part is that you think there's a lot of actors and writers, and there is in the academy. But compared to the amount of actors and writers who are working on that level in WGA and SAG and the amount of people in IATSE, it's not even close. We're talking about, like, for every one act actor, there's probably, like, 500 IATSE members. Right. And then for every one writer, there's probably, like, even larger numbers, like 700, 800 may probably larger than that. Probably you know larger than because that. Because on a feature film, you have really one writer, or maybe just a, even if let's say it's a a group of some a couple of writers. Let's say like ten writers on a script. Okay, well in IATSE when they're in production, you have hundreds of people sometimes. All right. Well, and here's the thing: is this right? So when I was talking with my teacher about ventilating and getting into IATSE, right? Mm-hmm. He was telling me that it's around, at the time, it was like $3,000 or $3,500 to get into SAG, right? Right. 
but to get into IATSE was like 6500 So it was double the price of SAG because IATSE gets you way more work than SAG does. Way more, way more work. Way more work. Right. So, I mean... It would be something that's pretty incredible. But, yeah, those are our predictions for if the Oscars continues to... For those predictions for the Oscars, if the producers keep doing what they're right, doing. Right, and the strike continues. But anyway, this has been Film Center. I'm Nicholas Killian. I'm Derek Johnson. And we will see you next time. See you next time on Film Center. This has been Film Center on Comic-Con Radio. You can follow the show at Film Center News on all major social media platforms. Tune in next Wednesday for a fresh update. Until next time, this has been Film Center. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Signing out from another amazing episode of Comic-Con Radio. Tune in for your daily shows of Comic-Con Radio. Go to comiccon-radio.com. Reach us on social media, Instagram, at Comic-Con Radio. Comic-Con Radio, taking the world one listener at a time.